Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Under the Stained Glass, the podcast where we take a look at what we talked about in church last Sunday and then approach it again from a family angle. I'm Pastor Chris here at Magnolia Park United Methodist Church, and I'm here with our Children, Youth, and Families Director, Ms. Whitney. Hi, everyone. And this week we started a brand new series. It's called Under His Roof, where we're really talking about what it means to be the church, but especially the church as a community in unity with God. Yeah. I know we often talk a lot about church being unified with one another, mm -hmm. and that's a great thing. But I think before we even get there, we have to talk about what it means to really be unified with, with God. Yeah, that's where we start, right? Our faith is individual and then it expands out to one another. So you really do have to start with what does unity in God look like? Mm -hmm. What does it mean? Do I have a part to play in that? Or do I just am I just inherently unified with God because I'm a Christian? What, what does it mean? What does it mean to me? And what does it look like in my life when I say, yes, I want to be unified with God? Yeah, and I think it's good that you put it that way because it really is um, a decision we have to make. We're all unified with God in the sense that God created us and God is always reaching out to us through the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit. Certainly we're made to be in unity with God, sure. but we also have this habit of mm -hmm. disunifying ourselves from God and running from God and doing all the things that really break that unity. So I think, yeah, as human beings, we have to actually kind of concentrate on it a little bit. You do. You have to think about what God lays out for us and then also how we respond to that. It's all about response when you unify with God. He sets out very clear. I mean, we have the Bible to teach us what God thinks, how he feels, what he thinks about us, and then how we take that and put it in our lives and understand that the way that we act really shows where our faith really mm, lies. Boy, that's for sure, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then this passage we were looking at was from John 17, where mm. Jesus is praying on that night that he gave himself up for us right. to uh, begin to secure our salvation for us. And I thought it was just really cool. I love it. it it's beginning in verse 1 of chapter 17, where Jesus starts praying. He just starts praying after talking with his disciples. Right. In fact, it says, after Jesus said this, he looked towards heaven and he prayed. And he starts praying to God mm -hmm. in the presence of the Holy Spirit. So what you have is kind of a moment of the Trinity in conversation. Right. But he does it out loud so that he's bringing in his disciples. Sure. And through this prayer, he's letting his disciples uh, know some things about themselves that really go to this point of how he need to trust or uh, choose to be in unity with God. He begins by praying to God and talking about how he's been given authority to give eternal life to those that God has given to him. And in that sense, he's letting the disciples know that he has that power, right. but also that then they might not have known this, that God actually chose them to be in this situation right. and that he has given them to Jesus. Yeah, and that's a really cool thing because they're, they're kind of on the outside, the disciples are, just as we are, as we're, we're reading this in our Bibles, kind of on the outside of that conversation, but then Jesus kind of includes them in that. So mm -hmm. while they're outside looking in, they still recognize that this is for them and about them. 
And that's a really cool moment because Jesus does include us in everything. Yes. I mean, that was the whole point of him coming here yes. was to include us in. So when he pulls them in, it says, okay, well, you're a part of this. You, you, We now have a part to play now that he's just pulled us into this very... It's an intimate moment between him mm-hmm. and the Father and the Holy Spirit. Like you said, it's that yeah. Trinity. So it's a very intimate moment that you don't see a lot, especially throughout the Bible, but you won't see it a lot here because Jesus isn't here manifest mm-hmm. with us. So we want to experience that. But when they're experiencing that, Jesus says, and you too, and yeah. brings them in. Yeah. And I think that's just an important thing for us to remember as we try to unify or think about being unified with God. Right. That Wherever we are, the Holy Spirit is with us, and that is our conduit to the Godhead. Right. And we really are, I was saying on Sunday, like adjunct members of the Trinity. Mm -hmm. We're not really in the Trinity, but we're joined with the Trinity by His grace. So we're, yeah, we can think of ourselves as being, yeah, members of of that Holy Trinity in that sense. Jesus goes on, though, He starts to say, to God that he has revealed God to those disciples and that, you know, again, God brought them and gave them to him, but that they chose to become unified with Jesus and with God by their hearing of the word and obeying it, Mm. that they had a part to play in their joining up. It wasn't all God's doing. Even though God brought them, they at some point had to make a choice to say, yes, I want to do this hard as it's going to be. I hear this word. I see God manifest in Jesus. I'm, I'm in with this. Right. And that's like us too. We're all drawn, but we have to choose. Yeah, that's something important to remember because especially in the Methodist faith, we understand that everybody has that opportunity mm-hmm. to come to faith. It's not just a certain group of people. Everybody has that sure. call on yeah. their life, but it is an active decision you have to make to unify. So not though everybody is called, that doesn't necessarily mean that you are automatically unified right. to God. And so that's that's important to remember because I think that sometimes maybe that gets lost, you know, in that universal kind of faith or universal uh-huh. sort of salvation sort of thing. If we think about it that way, we're totally negating that idea of personal responsibility in our faith. And so here he's saying, no, you have to unify by obeying, by recognizing that call and saying, yes, I will. Yeah, recognizing the call, that's huge. The way I put it is everybody is chosen, but you have to choose to live into your chosenness. Right. You say yes to it, yes to your chosenness. So they're learning all of this just within this little this little prayer but again as 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 you're indicating it's something that we all need to be aware of and that we all need to live into as well you know when the we talked last week about the woman at the well and how Jesus came to this woman at the well and kind of gave her a preview of of what we're talking about when he said that a time was coming when true worshipers wouldn't worship in one place or another place. The place would not be so important as worshiping in spirit and in truth, that the place where you worship is replaced by a mind that really does want to become unified with God, really does want people who want to know the mind of God and then obey it. Mm-hmm. And that that is, and that that's really a, mod, a model of what we should be trying to accomplish when we come to church. Yeah, I think that we need to have a different mindset sometimes about church because I think mm-hmm. so often we can be like this woman at the well, 
Well, where's the right place for me to go for that worship, for mm-hmm. that unifying with God and with others? And then we get so caught up on that, we completely forget what we're supposed to be doing to unify with God. That yeah. obedience, that worship, yeah. all that gets lost in the, okay, I need to go to church here, sit in this seat uh-huh. here for this amount of time. And and it just becomes checking off that list instead oh, yeah. of just understanding why we're unified through Christ with God and why we're unified with this group, the, the church, and those group of believers that also join together in this place. This place is a great place. I mean, we love sure. our church, yeah, yeah, but it's not the end all of unifying with God. Yeah, in that sense, I mean, it gets so comfortable in a church right. and in your home church. Sure. They can all become a distraction from what the purpose of your being there is. Yeah. You ever notice when, for some reason or another, the congregation has to go to another venue, like in, outside or even just over in the social hall, and the whole atmosphere about worship will change. Yeah. People will be much more into it. Yeah. And so much of it is just because you've kind of just shaking things up and suddenly the focus is not on your like you say on your own pew or the things that irritate you right. about your pew or sure. the person next to you <laughs> whatever those things yeah. are but you know on Sunday we were talking about how yeah we're, we're we're really asked to get together and and gather together and worship together and do not even they never neglect it. They say this in Hebrews. Do not neglect getting together, especially as we see the day approaching. And just to think about the day, meaning the day that Jesus returns. And again, what kind of worshipers would he find sure. if he were to return today? What, what, what would we be doing? What would he be seeing? People just thinking about their own stuff or glorifying God. Right. And that's something to think about and really kind of challenge yourself with. Would God be super impressed or would Jesus be super impressed with walking in and just looking at the stained glass windows? Uh-huh. And that would be that would be his whole purpose for being there? Or is he going to be looking at our faces? And I can pretty much tell you for certain he's going to be looking at us and yeah. nothing to do with our stained glass windows. No. And if you're nodding your head and nodding off to sleep in your pew he's not gonna he's not gonna find that invigorating he's not gonna see that as worship just because you're there it doesn't mean that you're worshiping just because you're there it doesn't mean that you're unified just because you're there and that's what jesus is looking for he's looking for that personal relationship that desire to be close and be near to him and so we have to really think about that when we come to church. That yeah. is not just because we walked in and we're really good Christians because we, we gave up our Sunday mornings. We stopped, you, you know. Yeah, big us. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but that we are actually doing something. We're active while we're here. Yeah. I, sometimes I think if Jesus came in and saw the stained glass window, you know, of him, yeah. he'd probably be like, who's that? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, we do want, we do, I mean, I do think it's good to think about that, that if Jesus came in, would would we would he find the kind of gathering glorifying God that he would want to be part of, that he would want to join in with and yeah. say, this is awesome. Yeah. You know, really praying, really listening to the word, really putting ourselves out there glorifying God. Yeah, I think that's the important thing is that what we're putting out there is going to be what we're, you know, how much we're going to get back 
out of it. So we need to actually be that that other side. There is yeah. two sides to it. God can give us only so much is what we will take in and what we will absorb. And then we have to put out, put out the rest. We need to show him that we are, you know, loving him, worshiping him, yeah. unifying with him, obeying him. When it starts with our actions, it starts by glorifying him and the things that we say and how we treat others. And, and then, you know, how we recognize him in this world and how, how we show that in our worship. Yeah. yeah. It's, well, he begin, he ends his prayer, you know, reminding everybody who's listening, but God, that he's not praying for just the disciples who are standing there. Mm -hmm. He says, I pray for those who will believe in me through their message. Yeah. So each and every one of us. And uh, he just prays that we will be one with God, just as he is in God and God is in him. He wants that to, uh, to be for us too. So he's mm -hmm. praying for us right now yeah. uh, to be unified with him in that way to say yes to him and mm -hmm. then to glorify him yeah. in our worship. So I hope that you all will be in church this week and yeah. glorifying God yep. because he is so gracious to draw us to him. Mm -hmm. And all he asks of us is that we just say yes and worship him. All right. Well, thank you for being with us today. If you are in the area around Burbank, please come and worship with us. And otherwise, we will see you next week on Under the Stained Glass. Bye.